Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. A happy Friday to all of my listeners out there. We thank you for choosing this program today, and we have a lot to get to. We're four days out from the New Hampshire primary, and this is a really interesting race. This is a really interesting dynamic that's been set up, partially because of the fact that, like we talked about yesterday, I do think there's some people who want to vote against Trump, not because they actually... Um, like Nikki Haley, but they want to stick it to Donald Trump. And then you also have the element or or you have the fact that Biden's not on the ballot. And so now they have all these people that are going to be out there, Mayor Wu and other people trying to explain to voters how to write in Joe Biden, walk them through the process. And I was reading today in CNN about all the different strategies that the team Biden is getting ready to deploy if it doesn't go the way they want. And I guess what they're planning to do is if it goes the way they want and Biden wins, then they're going to pretend like, oh, they're, they're not even going to acknowledge it. Like, oh, no big deal. That's what we expected. But if he doesn't win, then they're also not going to acknowledge it. So I, I, I am, this is pure Biden. I'm fascinated by this. I have to imagine that they are regretting picking this fight because they want South Carolina to be the first in the nation primary. They do not want to give New Hampshire. And it's it's very if I was in New Hampshire and I know my sister-in-law is from New Hampshire. And let me tell you right now. And this is this is I have so much love for our New Hampshire listeners. New Hampshire people, Jared, they're a proud people. It's a different kind of proud, by the way. It's a different kind of proud than Massachusetts people. They feel very strongly about their state. And I don't think they appreciate Joe Biden giving them the bums rush. And I would love if he didn't win this. I would love if he didn't get enough write-ins. And then you then you throw in the element that we talked about yesterday where there are Democrat socialists in New Hampshire telling voters, hey, instead of writing in Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., I don't know if you have to write in the whole name or you can just write Joe Biden. I know in some states you can actually put a sticker in for the write-ins. I don't I don't think they're going to do that, though. But they're telling them, no, instead of writing in Joe Biden, write in ceasefire. So yet another wrench is thrown into this cluster bleep for the Biden administration. And I love it. I love watching it. Now, there are new polls out. There's a poll in NBC that shows DeSantis at like 6% and Nikki Haley in the mid-30s. I don't know. Everybody here who listens to me, you know how I feel about polls. I like polls when they make me feel good. And when I don't like polls, I say that polls stink. This is one of my biggest Achilles heels. You know, like I I, I trust, I, I tend to lean on polls when I like what they're telling me. With all that being said, I have that self-awareness. 
I don't believe these Nikki Haley polls. I really just don't. I think this is kind of the media wanting her to be something she's not. What I do find hysterical, though, is that now, you know this this party, the No Labels Party? They've been floating out ideas like, oh, we'll have Joe Manchin or Mitt Romney. You know, It should be like the party nobody asked for party. Nobody's asking for this. Nobody wants this. And they just keep throwing out these ideas, almost like threats. Hey, maybe in a couple weeks, Joe Manchin will run for president. Well, I saw recently that now they're saying, well, if it doesn't work for Nikki Haley as the Republican candidate in the general, she can run as the no labels candidate. And I'm sitting here going, do you guys think that's helping her? Like she's trying. I don't I don't think it's succeeding. But her attempt here is to convince MAGA voters that they can trust her, that she's not a snake. Spoiler alert, you cannot trust her. She is a snake. But let's just pretend. Let's just be in that fantasy land for a minute. If you're trying to convince people, hey, like I know you're a Trump supporter, but I have a better chance of beating Joe Biden. I sound like her right now. I have a better chance of beating Joe Biden. And I'm going to be a really strong candidate. And yeah, I flip-flopped on everything. You know, I actually saw a really good ad of her debating herself on all these different issues. Yeah, you can't trust anything I say. I flip-flop more than John Kerry, which is pointed out by like an eight-year-old in the crowd at one point. But you should still choose me as a strong conservative candidate. That's the case she's trying to make. And then in the background, there's someone going, and if not, you can run as the no labels candidate. You can be our next Joe Manchin. If I was Nikki Haley, I'd say, hey, guys, great idea, but let's just keep that under our hats for a while. While we're trying to pull a con job on the MAGA Republicans in New Hampshire, Let's let's leave the no labels situation for a little bit later. I don't think you're winning people over with that. And um, there's more there's more to this. I want to read you the piece from CNN about Joe Biden's strategy. We'll talk about Nikki Haley. We'll talk about the mailers people are getting. Someone tweeted it at me yesterday and said they got 17 mailers. And because this person probably knows that I'm skeptical of anything I see online, They didn't even give me the option. They attached a photo. So I had to see the 17 mailers. And you know what I was thinking, Jared? Remember during COVID when Andrew Cuomo, he was so proud of himself. He thought he was doing such a great job with everything. You know, sending COVID infected people into the retirement homes, into the nursing homes. He was very, he just, he thought his record was outstanding. At one point he was standing in front of some sort of mural and it was like a mural of old masks I think it would be really cool if we could make a giant mural of all of these mailers, put them all together, create like an American flag of mailers, or maybe a giant Nikki Haley face with the mailers. How cool would that be? And I mean, it would still kind of be a waste because who cares, but at least it wouldn't just be right into people's recycling bins. Let's hope they're going into the recycling bins. Some people might be putting them right in the trash. I shudder to think. We're going to talk about all of this. We're going to take your calls, what you think is going to happen. We're four days out from the New Hampshire primaries. But what I actually want to talk about a little bit in this first hour, I want to go back to Fannie Willis because I love this Fannie Willis story. Every time I think it's peaked, every time I think this story can't get any better or I guess you could say it's, it's hit rock bottom. It can't get any worse for Fannie Willis. 
there's another element to it that comes out. And if you miss this, Jonathan Turley has a great piece on it. Fannie Willis is, she's pulling a Hunter Biden. She decided, you know what? You think you got me against the ropes. I'm going to be even more aggressive. It's kind of like a, you can't fire me, I quit. You know, you, oh, you think you caught me? No, no, no. So she's now pointing her finger at other people. This is amazing. Fannie Willis is in a lot of trouble for people who haven't been following it because she was allegedly sleeping with the man that she appointed lead prosecutor in the already very weak case against former President Donald J. Trump. Now, according to claims, she also paid her boo thing a lot more than the other two prosecutors who were, um, you know, well, uh, what's the word? Qualified. The people who actually knew what they were doing, they didn't make nearly as much money as her boyfriend. She paid him lots of get Trump money. $456,000, I think, was the last time I checked in. And he, in turn, again, allegedly, this could all be false. He, in turn, took her on very fancy cruises, including Norwegian cruises, uh, Caribbean cruises, because you're not just going to try one cruise line you know you're going to try multiple and then you're going to figure out what you like that's just that's just what you should do in in those cases but another amusing part of this is that fanny's lover because i I don't get the sense he's the brightest bulb he files for divorce the day after he got the job with his sugar mama it reminds me of goodfellas when the guy buys the pink cadillac it's like be a little bit subtle you know you don't have to do it the day after Give it a beat. But you know what? I shouldn't talk because real love can't wait. When you know, you know. It was love at first sight. It was instant. It was kismet. These two weren't going to wait. The The world was going too slow. So these two people, they get so caught up in their love affair. Um, they forgot in this love affair that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. It's just a, That's just one of those lessons you should learn very early in life. So Turley lays out this issue and Fanny's now mad that she's being deposed in this divorce case. She doesn't like that. My advice to Fanny would be, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, this is what happens. You loved him enough to hire him and to cruise around with him, but you don't love him enough to stand by your man. Not cool. Yeah, it is the Gwyneth Paltrow version because that is the superior choice. So Wade's wife, Jocelyn, she is, she's really putting the screws to him and and good for her. She should. But now Fanny Willis is accusing his wife of being an adulterer and a political conspirator. So she thinks, and, and I'm going to read, because you guys know with the, with the league, legal jargon and stuff, I'm just going to read right from the report here from Jonathan Turley. But if I could break it down in a very simple way, she thinks that Nathan Wade's wife, so she thinks that her boo-boo's wife, estranged wife, whatever you want to call it, was conspiring with the Trump people to get them so in other words it's trump's fault that fanny willis 
had an affair, allegedly, with a married man. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I love it. I love it so much. Bravo. What, you know, there's so many things I Everybody's thought, always blaming me for everything. I didn't know how this was going to play out, but I like this. I like this road. It's like a soap opera. What are you going to come out with next? Talk about a surprise filing. We're going to get into this. We'll take your calls. 844-500-4242. If you want to call in about New Hampshire, if you got a couple mailers today, you want to tell us about it, or just tell us about the general vibe. Like, I meant what I said about people in New Hampshire. I know that they all take this very seriously. It's a very um, proud part of their history, the, being a part of this primary. And uh, I, I'm sure you guys... What I also noticed, too, is people in Massachusetts, when they travel through new hampshire people do pay attention to the signs they see have you ever had that like my mom will sometimes go to new hampshire and she'll come back and she'll say i got nervous i saw a lot of i remember in 2020 she said to me i saw a lot of biden signs and i would say well what part of new hampshire were you in and then she'll tell me and i'll say well yeah that you know maybe it's a little bit more but she really did look at that as a way of kind of predicting what was going to happen uh, 844-500-4242. If you're in New Hampshire, you want to give us some scoop, we would love to hear from you. And uh, we also have a lot of other stories to get to today. So just hang with us. It's going to be a fun show. With Omaha Steaks, you will fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. Actually, speaking of more, though, the reason I really love this deal is because if you go to omahasteaks.com slash grace, my listeners will get four free boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. That is easy dinner right there. It takes all the guesswork out of it. You're going to have a stocked freezer or fridge and you're going to be ready to go. The experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easier than ever to experience heartland perfection with favorites like their butcher's cut filet mignon. If you're more of a steak person like me, uh, they also have delicious hot dogs if you love a nice beef frank like Jared. But really, there's something in these packages for everyone. Yeah, and uh, it, it finally happened. We we had the last of the steak, last of our Omaha steaks last night. And, of course, today it actually happened. It's, what do you want for dinner tonight? Eh, I don't know. My wife is at the grocery store. She's like, ooh, how about this? It's like, eh, that really doesn't speak to me. So we, I have to place another order. So I'm glad they got this deal going. But uh, it's true. It's, it's the best steak you're ever going to have, the best meat that you're going to have. And the sides are also great, too, the scalloped potatoes are fantastic and i love the caramel apple tartlets for dessert anything you can think of they have i you know i noticed this a while back they even have some of the more uh, outside the box meats like they have uh some bison they have venison they have other stuff like that that you might not think about and if you're getting four free pork chops and four free chicken breasts you know what just step on a limb try something you wouldn't think about it's really fun to go through their menu at Omaha Steaks and see all of the different options. Because like Jared said, you can get in a rut in life where you're eating the same thing over and over again. It doesn't have to be that way. That's what Omaha Steaks is so great at. So go to omahasteaks.com slash grace and you're going to get the four free chicken breasts, four free pork chops, and you're going to start loving what you're eating, which who doesn't want that? Go to omahasteaks.com slash grace. Minimum purchase may apply. We will be right back. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. 
This is The Grace Curley Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Friday. I'm just picturing this scenario where, you know how I always laugh, Jared, after the Senate sex tape came out and I thought it was funny who had to explain to the 81-year-old senator what had happened with one of his aides? Like, hey, sir, you might want to sit down for this. Now I'm thinking of a situation not really similar, but I'm thinking about if this doesn't go well for Biden in New Hampshire. And then his team is surrounding him. And he's like, how do we do with the write-ins? And the people are looking at it and going, oh, there was that. You know what? There was, there was a lot of write-ins, Joe. There was a lot of write-ins. Good. Good. So people wrote me in. No, they wrote in the word ceasefire. So we missed out on a couple of those. It's like every time you think this couldn't go worse for Joe, this happens. Like th- there's another thing to factor in. Um, So this is from CNN. It says Biden and New Hampshire Democrats have a lot riding on a low key write in campaign. And and how he's been talking about this at first, they were basically telling everyone it didn't matter. Don't worry about it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. And now they're deploying, you know, Mayor Wu and other Democrats to try to convince people to write in Joe Biden's name. It says, and I'm just reading a couple lines here. That's uh, left the state's Democratic establishment trying to spread the word about an unofficial campaign to write in Biden's name, but not spread it so loudly that they risk embarrassing the president and themselves if someone else like Dean Phillips wins. So they want to get the word out. That you should write in his name, but they can't say it too loud because then if it doesn't go well, it's going to be embarrassing that they tried. Like you just at that point, you just got to make a decision. Like, are you trying or not? Because if you want if you want people to write in the name, you're going to have to risk it. You're going to have to actually care. It said um, this would feed the narrative that he is weak heading into the general election and state Democratic leaders want to avoid a win by a newcomer that could undermine their case to the DNC that their first in the nation primary should be reinstated in 2028. I think that that's going to happen. I think that they're going to back off of this because it's it's clearly becoming an issue. Hundreds of people have now trained on or have now been trained on how to stand outside polling places on primary day and explain to voters how and why to write in Biden's name. Now, I'm not great with directions, but I do feel like this has to be pretty basic. You know what I'm wondering, though, Jared, is what's the wiggle room here? What's the wiggle room as far as it's Jeopardy rules? Like if it looks like Joe Biden, but it might not be spelled perfectly, does that make the cut? Does it have to be spelled exactly do you have to have the full first name or is it just last name? Like, these are the things I was trying to find today and I couldn't find them anywhere. Well, I mean, I, I suppose if they have electronic machines, then maybe you would need to know how to get the, what is it, the stylus pen? Like what pressure to apply when you write in the name? But I, I, I don't know. I don't think, I think it's... It's like trace your finger along, like when you're paying for something at a food truck. I, I don't know how this... Well, works. then they're in trouble, because then people get real sloppy. I don't know, if you're in New Hampshire, and you've got an idea of how this is going to go down, let us know. It says, if the president wins by any margin, though, they will trump that as a big win, arguing that he got the most votes in an election in which he wasn't even on the ballot. Fingers crossed it goes the other way. We'll be right back.
live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We have people on the lines, including people from New Hampshire, who want to talk about what they've been having to deal with over the last couple months. And it's just getting worse, but soon it will be over. Soon we got four days, and then this primary will be behind them. And I'm sure people in New Hampshire are excited about that. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt, who's joining the show today in the one o'clock. So we're going to get some hot scoop from Caroline. For more information, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. Already have a lot of votes on this one, Jared. What's the poll question? And what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is do you think Joe Biden will win his write-in campaign in New Hampshire? I'm going to vote at this point with my hopes and my dreams, and I'm going to say no. 86% of the audience believes no. <sighs> it would be great. 14% think he will somehow, some way. It would be great because then it, it offers up a great question for reporters that almost has a guarantee of him actually answering, which is how wh- why should you be the one for, to run for president if you can't even win New Hampshire? And then, you know, he's going to turn around go for anything. But if he can get one of those questions that really gets under his skin, then you're going to get a little back and forth. So fingers crossed. It's not going to go Joe's way. All right, let's go to Jeff. You're up first on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Jeff. Hi, Grace. Love your show. Thank you, sir. Um, I went to the mailbox Thursday. I hadn't gotten in a few days. There were 15 different mailers. There was, I think, 11 for Nikki, and there were about four that were uh, against her. And uh, you made me go get the mail today because I wanted to see, but there was only one there for Nikki. And uh, I'm just wondering if she thinks that maybe if we just get one more mailer, we'll we'll uh, we'll end up voting for her. Yeah, here's here's the part of it. And there's a really interesting story today in The Federalist by Tristan Justice, who we've had on the show before, where he talks about how Nikki is trying to make this case that. A lot of independents and people who might typically vote Democrat are going to vote for her instead of Trump. But it it could have the opposite effect on people where they go, well, why would I want you as my candidate if Democrats want to vote for you? Like, do you know what I'm saying, Jeff? If you're appealing enough to this crowd of people who hate Donald Trump and really probably just want to see a Republican lose, then that's not the case you think you're making. Yeah, and I also have another side that says undeclared voters are eligible to vote in the Republican primary. So there's no shortage. Um, also, the signs, the Biden signs. Yeah. Now, in 2020, I saw a lot, but I have yet to see one at the same those same houses now in 2024. In fact, I had a neighbor that I'd walk my dog by, and she had a Biden bumper sticker. And last spring... All of a sudden, it disappeared. Oh, no. And they haven't replaced it yet. And it, I just, I really wanted to say something, but I just held my mouth shut. Um, but before you let me go, I think you are very classy. I love your show. You are 
just great and uh, enjoy listening every day. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you listening every day. Please call back. Good luck. I, I hope you get more mailers before uh, before Monday comes around. Yeah, 50, 15. And he's right. It's like, oh, the one. Oh, if I just get one more of these. You know, I wasn't really for Nikki after the first 14, but the 15th, that's what did it for me. That's what put me over the top. And I said, this this lady really deserves my vote. I will say that the the ads that are put out against Nikki are very very convincing because she's been on every single side of every argument in a way that you couldn't you couldn't cut that up like it's not something oh she's been taken out of context she has been opposed to things and then supporting things and it all happens within the span of like a year it's pretty impressive rob you're up next on the grace curly show go ahead rob Hey, Grace, thanks for taking my call again. Long time, many time. Um, I've been an active New Hampshire voter for a while, and i got to ask you right off the bat, are they doing mail-ins on uh, Tuesday? Are they doing mail-ins on Tuesday? I don't think yeah. so. Oh, good. Well, we have a chance, and we have a, we have a chance for one other reason, but I, I, I'm still leaning on the side that they're going to steal it some way with this uh, same-day crap. Is uh, you What's know, the, the vibe you get, Rob? What what's the vibe you get in New that? Hampshire? Like what's the vibe? Are people the people you talk to, is is there anyone you're seeing who's like, Oh, you know, there's this groundswell for Nikki Haley that people just aren't seeing or No, or... no, no, no. Like like you <laughs> said before, Grace, us New Hampshire people are smart, hard working, flag waving, and we're gonna show up at the polls. The problem is the fix and this same day crap and Sununu's all over it. And like in 2016, the only reason why Trump won was because they didn't count on people showing up at the polls. They're ready, man. They've been ready in 2020. They were ready in 2022. And until we fix this with, uh, you know, through the courts or people showing up, it's nothing's going to change. They could tell us that he's up 40 points in an election night. You know what's going to happen. You're going to see all the yellow bird buses coming over the border on 95 and Route 1 and whatever. And then uh, in the middle of the night, the next day, the paper's going to say that Haley won. You know it and I know. We've been watching this forever. I'm well, I think I think wrong. this I think there's absentee voting, but that's just kind of like that. That doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you can you can request a, a mail in ballot, I guess, and they're absentee. I don't. But that think was always Trump's. Of uh, that was always Trump's big thing. Was Trump was like, if that's always been how it is. If you have a reason you can't be somewhere, you can request a ballot. That's different from sending out ballots to everybody, whether they ask for them or not. That's where people get nervous about fraud. Um, so Rob says there's there's no groundswell. There's no secret support for Nikki Haley. Um, but, you know, a lot of these media people, they're still pumping this. They're still pumping this idea that, you know, it's going to come down to Haley and Trump. And she's she's refusing. I know this happened earlier this week, but I didn't really talk about it at the time. She almost immediately said, like, oh, it's a two-person race. How does that make sense? You came in third. You better hope it's not a two-person race, because if it's a two-person race, then you're out, sister. But she really is trying this whole thing of, oh, I'm the only contender here, not Ron DeSantis, which that could be the case in New Hampshire, but it certainly was not the case in Iowa. 844-500-4242. Let me read you a little bit more from this. And we're going to skip around today. There's just too many stories to keep track of. We got Fannie Willis. We've got Hunter Biden and his lawyer friend. I'm telling you right now, all I ask for in this life is to have a couple of friends like the Biden family has. Some close friends to let me use their mansions, to float me a couple million dollars, to help me with tax issues, to buy my artwork. 
I got to create some artwork, but that's easy. That's the easy part. The hard part is always getting a, a buyer. But the friends that the Biden surround themselves with, with friends like these, who needs book deals? Who needs, you know, sitting on an energy board? Who needs Chinese businessmen with diamonds? If you've got friends like L.A. lawyer Kevin Morris, you've hit the jackpot. You've won in life. David, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, David. Hello, how are you doing? Good, what's going on? No, not too much. So I have two jobs. One of my jobs, I work at a, at a college for campus safety, and I'm trying to figure out why Nikki Haley and Kristen Unu are both visiting a very liberal college tomorrow. And don't know why they would be there. Most colleges wouldn't want a Republican there if they're as liberal as this one is. But And the other thing is with the write-in voting, I've noticed that some of the places where they do the write-ins, that those have to be hand-counted because someone has to physically read them. Right. And if it's someone that they want, because most, almost 90% of the workers at these are Democrats. So if it's someone that they want, they'll take it. But if it's someone they don't like, they'll look at it usually go, oh, well, the name's not spelled right, or it's off the line, or it's crooked, or it just doesn't fit. So they won't count it. Hmm. You know what's interesting, David, is I've been looking this up because I want to figure out if there's like hard and fast rules about if somebody misspells something or like you said, if something's off the line. Remember in school, you'd fill in the bubbles. And if you filled in too much of the bubble or not enough of the bubble, my mom was big on that. She'd sit with me at the kitchen table and she'd say, remember when you fill in the bubble, fill in the whole bubble, circle it around a couple extra times. But I I was wondering, like, are there rules like this when it comes to these ballots? And there's there's not anything I can find. There's different stories. Some of them go way back to 2010. Some of them talk about like Lisa Murkowski. All of these old stories about how every state is different and how depending on who's counting it or who's reading the votes. I mean, they have stricter rules on Jeopardy for these kind of things. I, I would like to know. And maybe I just can't find it. And somebody else has the answer. But I mean, if David, if what David's saying is correct and it's just kind of up to the person then Howie's old expression about who's counting the votes really is going to be make or break here. 844-500-4242. This was from Tristan Justice. And um, he said, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley thinks she's running in a two-way race. She'll have to win far more than just New Hampshire to turn that fantasy into a reality. He goes on to say, the former two-term governor of South Carolina claimed to be triumphant despite a a third-place finish with less than 20% of the vote. Now, he talks about something Nikki Haley has been harping on, which is getting independents and conservative Democrats over to the Republican Party and getting them into our tent. And I've talked about that before, how independents are crucial. And like as much as we all want to sit here and say, if you haven't figured it out yet, good luck. We have to help people figure it out because we need independents to win in the general election. But here's what Tristan Justice says, and I think this is a good point. It's a fine message for the general election in November, but it's not the one to run on in a Republican contest when campaigning for the trust of conservative voters. Haley's cross-party appeal threatens to dilute any victory in New Hampshire. Yes, so if she does win, because I've had callers in the past couple days saying, well, what happens if Nikki wins this or Nikki wins that? Let's just say, let's just play a hypothetical here. She does win New Hampshire. A lot of... MAGA supporters are not going to think she won it because she's, you know, the person with the most conservative values or she's no, it's funny business. It's it's Democrats trying to screw over Trump. 
It's independents who also hate Trump. Like, it's not indicative of how the conservatives in the Republican Party really feel. And for her to be talking about bringing in Democrats and bringing in independents, like Tristan Justice points out, that's great for when you get to the general. But right now, I think that just makes people raise their eyebrows. Like, Why are you so appealing to Democrats? Keith, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Keith. Hi, how you doing? Long time listener, but I just want to go over a couple of things. Uh, back to our early caller. Uh, in the last two weeks, I've probably gotten 50 uh, Nikki Haley flyers. It's been crazy. 50. Uh, but I, I, I just don't understand it. And another thing, I work for a college, and uh, I'm walking around, and I see uh, sandwich boards, bus rides to the polls. Well, my thing is, if they've given these kids bus rides to the polls they could go vote and then they could go home to wherever they live in whatever town or city and they could go go vote again because there's no uh i don't think there's a checks and balances so if you vote once one place um nothing saying they can't go back to the home of record and vote there you know what i'm saying if they're within a reasonable uh driving distance uh, uh, i think i think the trump I think the Trump campaign, not just this time around, but the last time, was very nervous about, you know, all these college kids being driven to the voting polls and and casting their votes and, you know, whether or not everything was on the up and up. So, uh, Keith, I'll do a little bit more research into it, but I don't think you're alone. I don't think anyone who who has fears about how these things are working is alone. And you know what's interesting is that by talking about it, you're not supposed to do that because it's like, ooh, election deniers, you know, you get that that E right on your uh, sweater. You're an election denier. But what was funny was, I think it was 2022, when everyone thought that there was going to be this big red wave, Sunny Hostin from The View was talking about how she dropped off her, I think it was like her son's um, ballot. And the woman who took it, like stuck it in a bag somewhere. And so basically what she was saying was, it didn't seem like it was a very strict set of rules that were being applied to these ballots and you know how things were working didn't seem like a finely tuned machine and she said that but she was prepping like you know how you go to work on a tuesday you go oh my my throat is kind of sore you're prepping for the friday when you're eventually going to say i don't feel good i got to call out she was prepping for when this big red wave comes i'm going to say that i didn't trust the process Last week, when I talked about dropping off my son's absentee ballot. But of course, what ended up happening was there wasn't a red wave. So Sonny was okay with how everything went. But my point is, if you don't like the results of something and you're a Republican and you say, I didn't really, I saw some weird things happening, then you become an election denier. But if you're Sonny Hostin or if you're someone on The View or if you're Hillary Clinton and you say, you know, we need a a tighter system here. We need a, a better way of doing things. That's totally well and good. You can say whatever you want. Nobody cares. 844-500-4242. Let's let's go to another caller here. Actually, you know what, guys? Stay right on the line because we'll come right back to you. I didn't expect this many people to want to talk Nikki Haley, but the mailers be driving people crazy this week. So we'll come back to this. We'll talk Nikki Haley. Don't go anywhere. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. 
I love hearing from people from New Hampshire because I never try to lie to you guys. I don't know everything. I'm not a New Hampshire chick. Um, I know enough. I follow this, obviously. It's it's the business that I'm in. But I don't know all the inner workings of how this thing's going to go on. And actually, these are a lot of really good questions for Caroline Levin. Not only is she from New Hampshire, but she's now Trump's national press secretary. And any of these worries that you have, any of these questions about how things are going to go down once you get into the voting booth, Caroline can answer that for us. And she's coming up right after the break. So that's what I like to do, Jared. Even if I don't have all the answers, I'll bring on somebody who does. Peter, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Peter. Hey, it's good to be on with you. So I'm a Democratic voter up here in New Hampshire. Okay. And I'm torn between Dean, uh, what's name, Dean Phillips and Vermin Supreme. And I'm looking for advice. Okay. Wait, who was the second Hello? one? I'm sorry, Peter, I, I lost Vermin you. Supreme. Oh, is that Trump? No, that's the, the rent's too high guy, right? No? Uh, among other things, and he's he's the guy who wants to get... Oh, the boot-on-the-head guy. He's the boot... Vermin yeah. Supreme is the boot-on-the-head guy. Oh, candidate. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't even know that. Okay, okay. Like I said, there's some things... Okay. Well, he runs every four years. Oh, okay. Great. So what, So you're between these two, and do you want me to help you decide? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, between those two, go with Dean Phillips. Uh, see, I'm going to say Vermin Supreme, so we're... we're, we're we're giving so, him so make your best 50, shot. 50 advice. I, thought, I like a boot on the head. I mean, I love the Bigfoot ad, but boot on the head. I mean, you can't go wrong. You know what it was? Peter's tone of voice, and this is nothing against Peter, but he was giving me like one of those callers. It was making me think like of one of those callers one, yeah. who hates Trump and calls in to try to get me. And so I was like, I don't know what's going on. Just uh, write ceasefire, Peter. <laughs> yeah, just don't write Joe Biden. That's all we care about. Peter, you're the other Peter. You're up next. Go ahead, Peter. Hello, is it me this time? It is you. It is you, Peter. Go ahead. I'm calling to remind you of Rush Limbaugh's Operation Chaos, which did the same thing, I think, with Obama, getting Republican voters to vote on the Democratic primary. Yeah. No, I remember that. And... um and I think that now now we'll have to see if it's gonna if it's gonna work this time around. I, I do think it could it could really stand to benefit Nikki Haley. I hate to say that. I don't think it's gonna be enough though. I don't think there's gonna be enough chaos for Nikki Haley to win this, but uh, it's definitely gonna give her more of a fighting chance than she would have otherwise. We'll be right back. We're talking to Caroline Levitt on the other side. Mm-hmm. 